Hi guys, I'm Siobhan and this is Siobhan's John. Today I have with me my podcast editor, Will. Hi. Um, so we want to talk about something that's really important to me and it's what I'm seeing all over my social media. Today we're going to be talking about Alexis Crawford. Yes. Um, student from... Clark Atlanta. From Clark Atlanta. And so what happened with Alexis? So Alexis was a student at Clark Atlanta. She was living with her roommate and best friend. She had complained that her roommate's boyfriend was sexually harassing her, touching her, unwanted kissing, things like that. According to like a lot of the news articles that I've been reading is that she, Alexis, went to the police and said that her roommate's boyfriend raped her. Mm-hmm. And so after she came home, her and her roommate weren't on speaking terms. They weren't talking anymore. Um, and so they had both agreed it was Halloween Halloween morning and they had agreed to go to the liquor store together. They went to the liquor store and then they come back home. And I guess Alexis didn't know that her roommate, Jordan, she didn't know that she was having her boyfriend sleep there because she had already said, he makes me uncomfortable. I don't even want to be in my bedroom by myself. So I, so she started sleeping in the living room. So after she found out that the boyfriend had been sleeping there, they started arguing and then it turned physical. And then the boyfriend steps in and starts choking Alexis. And something that I've noticed is that the two of them, the boyfriend, I think his name is Baron, and then the girlfriend, Jordan, they're starting to turn on each other now. Baron, he... Uh, just to clarify, Alexis was killed that night, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So um, Baron had choked her and then Jordan had put a plastic bag over her head. Um, and now the two of them are going back and forth saying, well, he killed her. No, she killed her. And I think what really what really gets me about this is a lot of the time, a lot of young black people like going to HBCUs, historically black colleges and universities, because they feel like I want to be around people that look like me. Mm-hmm. Because that's when I feel safe. I feel safe when I see people that look like me. Because, you know, I don't know how many times I've read about cases like Jazzy Jenkins a couple years ago, who her white roommate was slowly poisoning her. She was getting sick, sicker and sicker and sicker, and she didn't know why. And turns out her white roommate was poisoning her because she was black and she just didn't get along with her. Do you remember that? I remember that story. That was insane. That was insane. It was so disgusting to read. And so I know a lot of people were saying this is why we like to have black spaces but then that's not always that's not always the answer because at this HBCU Alexis didn't feel safe. She had she had already gone to her local police station and said, I don't feel safe in my own home. I mean, and it's always easy to say like what she should have done or it's always easy to do that. But she was failed absolutely. They ran a rape kit on her, didn't they? They did. Yeah. And it, it turned up positive at that point. And like, I I know that especially when you're kind of taking this case on from like the cops point of view, this is going to take forever. Like you're going to grind through it. But 
that should have been something happened at that point. Something. Like, nothing, and I see nothing happening in the story. And it's just this huge point of failure of who ran that kit and let that girl go home. Exactly. We fail black girls all the time. And something that I have not read, and ex- I don't know if you have, <laughs> I haven't seen where Alexis went to her family and talked about this. I don't know if she was telling her family how uncomfortable she was because her and her roommate, her and Jordan, were like best friends. The the all of the coverage I've seen goes on the kind of the scandalous stuff about Jordan talking to the family. Exactly. And that was so oh my goodness. That was throwing up some red flags there too, of just like so what were the lies she did to the family exactly? So she was telling the family that she was she was going to the family and saying that, oh, um, she was talking about the rape kit, like, oh, it didn't really happen, um, that, you know, he he didn't do that to her. And I think a lot of it is we as black women, we bend over backwards and we sometimes kill ourselves to protect black men. And I feel like if we were, if we banded together and if we cared about black women as much as the energy and the strength that we put into defending toxic dangerous black men then we would be fine but we don't do that we we let oh my goodness i think i think what also really really breaks my heart is to know that this girl was somebody that she was friends with yeah like she spent the holidays with her family and then it's just the idea of being Because you put trust into your friends. I know that's kind of like what I talked about on the last podcast is trust is so important in friendships. And then establishing boundaries is so important in friendships. If your boyfriend makes me uncomfortable in my own home, then that needs to be enough for you to say, one, he doesn't need to be here. And also reevaluate who you're with if my boyfriend is making my friends uncomfortable. Because... I don't know. I just, I, I feel like we fail black women constantly. And this, the story specifically about uh, a young woman going to the cops, uh, the case gets written down and she winds up dead a few days later. Uh, that's a recurring problem I see on colleges specifically. Right. I remember there was a case at a Salt Lake, uh, maybe two years ago now when I first started at the State Hornet and I remember us trying to rack our brains figuring out the way we could relocalize that because that seems like a all too prescient story for anyone who goes to any college absolutely of like how do you like make sure this isn't happening and we saw this in we look at our title nine stories we did earlier this semester we see that huge spike and like we have that huge spike at one time at Sac State because one woman reported an ongoing long-term abusive relationship. Right. And my going, I, I'm just sitting there going like, wh- who knew about that as it was happening? Like nothing is as quiet as people think it is. Like everyone oh, kind of like keep, keeps their lips quiet, but someone has to have known when these things happen. And that just, that always bothers me. Cause like, w- what are we doing in our communities if we're not fostering an environment that makes us want to look out for each other? I completely agree. I think had 
this okay this is this is a big part of it is a lot of the time black people do not like going to the police Mm -hmm. we don't like going to the police because we feel as if one it's going to put us in more danger because they'll see oh for for whatever whatever the reason could be we feel as if it could put us in more danger than if we either handle it ourselves or ignore the problem secondly a lot of women in general don't go to the police or report things like this because they're afraid of being being broadcasted about this is happening to me but alexis was brave she was brave and she went to the police and she said this is happening to me i need you to listen to me i need you to hear me and that's something that so many women don't do and this frustrates me so much i think this frustrates me so much because i don't know how many women are gonna are gonna see this and think there's no point there's no point i can't go to the police because it could end up killing me and it's so dangerous and it's already hard enough being a woman and having to walk to your car with your keys in your hand or not going outside past a certain time because it's so dark and teaching young girls don't do this don't do that be careful of what you wear because we're constantly being objectified we're being touched we're being looked at we're being raped And I just wish she did the right thing. She did the right thing by going to the police, but I don't know if everybody sees it that way. And I can only imagine how the conversation is going to turn and say, well, maybe she'd still be here if she didn't go to the police. Are we, are you seeing any of that sort of backlash on social media yet? I have not seen that yet, but I can already predict within my own community that I'm going to see it. Mm -hmm. Well, that's why we don't go to the police. That's why we handle the problems ourselves. Why didn't she just move out? Why was she friends with this girl in the first place? And the thing that that's crazy to me is because this girl was her friend. And then you get into this idea of victim blaming and Yeah, because like my my gut reaction when I see this story is I go, Well, how do we know that the the best friend wasn't also in some weird negative headspace by being in an abusive relationship with a potential murderer but like that's is that me wanting to just give someone too much of the benefit of the doubt is that is that this this like this this is coming from an out like we're all outsiders of the story but we all can see parts of ourselves in it and it's like how much of that's like as this unravels and goes forward what are we going to learn and I, I don't know if there's any good lessons to learn from this because it's just something horrible happened. And I think it's an interesting point that you made that was the the friend, the roommate that did this, what kind of headspace was she in? That is an amazing point because dating a mentally and physically abusive man, it it makes you do a lot of things and i think it's just a dangerous rabbit hole to go down because that becomes part of you it like, becomes a part of you like i've i've come out of some not so healthy relationships in the past and you kind of take on like both of you take on that like dark side there's uh, in my experience like there's not like a 
a good person and a bad person in an abusive relationship, it usually turns into that self-defeating spiral until someone finally grows up enough to realize they have to leave. It's terrifying. Yeah. I, I think if I, I put myself in that room with Alexis mm -hmm. a million times over again. And I think if I'm fighting with my roommate, with, you know, pretty much my friend, and then her boyfriend begins choking me as the friend. Do I think if I try to stop him, is he going to hurt me? But then I snap quickly out of it. And I'm thinking this girl got a plastic bag to kill her. Cause what else was she in? What else was, was her intention? Yeah, that's... And then drove the body, covered it up. I just, I, I can't for the life of me because I always find myself trying to see every side of the story. That's something that therapy always taught me. There are three sides to everything, one side, the other, and the truth. And I just, I can't for the life of me figure out because it is so hard being, like I said, being a woman, but also being a black woman to where your, your word is up against so many other people. So for her to go to the police and say this, but then for you to silence her, literally, mm -hmm. I just, I can't, I can't wrap my head around it. And as a young woman in college, I think to myself, what type of spaces am I putting myself in? Because I mean, I don't, I just, I, I don't know what I would do if I was in that situation. I don't know. Cause it's easier for me to say, oh, I, I would have moved out. Mm -hmm. Well, what if she didn't, what if she couldn't move out? It's not as easy as people think it is. No, it's really not. Like, like if, if I was in a bad situation right now, which I'm not, like I love the people I live with, but if something mm -hmm. went wrong, I would have nowhere to go. Like, and most people like are in that situation. Like, it's terrifying. Mm -hmm. I just, I think, I think it's important to, this is kind of like when Sandra Bland, mm -hmm. when she died, how say her name over and over again was trending everywhere and i think it's so important that people that people talk about this because so many so many times we don't talk about it because we think we're the one becoming desensitized to it as as a generation because oh there are people dying every day it's all you see on social media there's constantly people going missing but if we keep talking about this I don't necessarily think the problem is going to go away, but I, I want to create a space. I want to live in a world where women, where women know that it's okay to go to the police or women know that a temporary situation that is dangerous for yourself is just that it's temporary and that she can value herself and try her best to get out of that situation. Because even if you found yourself having to sleep in your living room, because I don't know if, if she had any other friends she could have gone to. I'm thinking, like, I'm, I'm trying to bring back a person that I can't bring back, and I'm trying to think of other things that she could have done, and I know that that's just not possible. My therapist constantly tells me I need to stop trying to save the world because I can't save the world. I don't know. I just wish that I could. <laughs>